Hey guys, you are listening to We Radio with your anchor here, Bushra, and your co-host. Dedia. How are you today? Very good. Very, very good. Spring afternoon. I know. It's great. It's beautiful. It's nice to be back in the studio again today for another week. Yes. How's it going? It is going great. It is the 22nd of September, my favourite month of Absolutely. the year. Absolutely. Mine too. And my favourite season of the year as well. Um, there's just so much positivity, so much energy, so much vibrance that spring brings to the to the world, isn't it? Blue skies, colourful flowers, people are in a better mood. You know, the darkness of you know winter, the dark blues and blacks and all that goes. And you start to see people wearing colourful clothing. So people have got a smile on their face. Yes. So it just must be the, the mood in the air, which is a great thing. But it's as always, it's great to be here. And we've got another program again today. Isn't that yes, great? Yes. So it's another <laughs> Tuesday with us on We Radio, guys. Thanking, we are thanking everyone out there who has been supportive um, on our program, supportive to our program, and also um, Turkish media family who have provided us this opportunity. This platform's to, been great, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. It's been such a great networking opportunity and mm-hmm. also a great, uh, we've we've tried to be a mouthpiece for our community. Absolutely. And, um, and really tried to give back. So I think exactly, I agree to you. I agree there. I think it's important to, as you said, provide that platform for those people that wouldn't otherwise have known where to go to or where to look to get this information about all the sorts of things that we do. And we're quite, um, what can I say, um, you know, always want to make sure we've got the right people on and try to aim to give the give the information that you know our listeners are wanting to hear so we try to canvas that mm. and make sure that we can put all that together and you know um, do keep sending us DMs um, that's how our programs are um, put together so we can make sure that we you know we have those people here those professionals who can answer your questions um, and I'd also just like to thank as you said the rest of the um, the family our you know radio program family we're getting bigger and bigger but it's also important to acknowledge all our sponsors out there as well because without them we wouldn't be here so Speaking of sponsors, who do we have today, Bushra? We have a wonderful guest who will be joining us in our studio. His name is Yasuzaki. He is the CEO of TLC. Um, TLC is a disability service, so I'll just... Um, the, the, the acronym TLC stands for Tender Loving Care Disability Services. This is It has such a special place in my heart because, you know, it, it's something that we really need more of and um, something that our community needs to uh, be more aware of. Yeah, that we do have these services available. There are people out there that are working relentlessly to provide back to the community and we're going to hear more about NDIS. That's right. Uh, apparently, um, TLC is an, uh, an accredited um, association that works w- within the NDIS program, which is great. Um, but you know what? We've got Mr. Zaka coming in here in a few minutes. Um, he is also a sponsor of Tutki and Sesedadios as well. We'll talk to him when he comes. But let's just quickly break for a song, and then we'll speak more and more about him and everything else that he does. Fantastic. Let's do that. We'll break for a song, guys, and we will be right back with you in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Bu nasıl bir nesli vurdun duymaz Ben ardında yaşlı keman sen delisaz Hangi telden bu ne yiyeceğiz ne deneyeceğiz 
Sen çaldıkça ruhumda başlar bir hayat Kuytu bahçemde Listening to Burai Delicus, um, and we have our two guests in our studio here. We're not going to be waiting any further. We want to get right into the topic because we're so excited to talk about what we've got lined up mm-hmm. for this week. So we have um, Yasazaki here, and also we have Mahmoud. Um, we want to hear. We just want to get to know you guys. Let's get straight into it. Welcome, first of all. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Um, uh, yes, I'll Really, really great to be here. Um, my name is Yasizaki. I'm the CEO of Tender Loving Care Disability Services. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, I've been working in, in the disability sector for over 12 years. Wow. Um, I worked across government, um, private sector, and currently the, um, Tender Loving Care. 
Um, I held various positions in, in that role and, and we're all about empowering people with disabilities. So um, we, we're very involved into delivering goals, supporting people, um, living a, a very comfortable um, life through mm -hmm. integration in the community. Mm -hmm. um, we're very big about inclusion. So, yeah. Excellent. Social inclusion is so, so important. And, um, and that's what our aim is here today. We really want to um, we want to know more about what you do, how you add that value to our community so that I think I think we're we're growing in that in that space where our awareness is increasing and hopefully we're going to be that mouthpiece to um, to reach out to our wider community to to really introduce the amazing work that you guys um, bring to the table. Um, before we do get into it, can I know just a little bit about your vision and your passion? What made you move into this space initially? So um, it's actually a project that I worked on was called the Community Awareness Project um, and it was totally around um, delivering um, sessions and, and information to people um, in the general and greater community mm -hmm. to understand more around disability and what it means. Um, in, in a lot of ways, we sometimes don't um, include certain things for people's disability, like if we think about access or um, even public transport and how challenging that can be and mm -hmm. if we can accommodate within our businesses' day-to-day -day lives. Um, for people with disability, that would be really good. But also the way we communicate with people with disability is, has a huge impact. Um, we have to know the, the right language, the right tone. Absolutely. It's, it's a big space, you know, mm, so we, we'd, we'd like to contribute to that a bit. That's, that's incredible. Thank you. Um, you, Thank you mentioned before that you were working in the disability sector for 12 years. Can I ask what were you doing before that and what made you actually move into this space? That's a very um, interesting question. So um, I arrived to Australia as a computer engineer. Wow. Um, and I worked in sales for quite some time. Okay. Then started social work and moved into the disability sector. Right. Um, out of passion. It wasn't out of um, just finding a job. It so actually yeah. I had a massive passion the for that space. Humanitarian spark. Yes. was ignited. It, it came from it came from the heart. Um, it, I I liked helping people. Um, and in the beginning, to be honest, um, it was just around helping people. Mm. Um, so we, I went in and I did support work and I supported people going out in the community or um, getting the needs met within their home space. Mm -hmm. But um, I felt that I needed to do more because the, the amount of impact that I had was just limited to the few participants that I was supporting. I felt I could do more, so I ended up studying set three, diploma in disability. Um, I finished my bachelor in social work and got really heavily involved, a lot more than that studies, but um, very heavily involved in, in that space. And, and from there, I took a lot of leadership um, roles where I could impact more mm -hmm. um, and, and able to support more people. Um, a lot of my time I give for people with disability um, outside of work as well. So it's not just from work, but I'm happy to volunteer mm -hmm. my just time. Just not a nine-to-five job? Not just, it's mm -hmm. never a nine-to-five no. job. No, no. Yeah. So people's needs are really um, different from one person to another and yeah. to be able to work with that and, and support 
um, is huge. We also work with people coming from re- refugee camps and, and mm. they have very difficult or have acquired disabilities through um, war zones and they struggle as well. English second language, they don't understand how to maneuver mm. the, um, the the world of the NDIS and the government support. Mm-hmm. So that's a space that we help in as well and that's because we identify a gap in that. It's it's massive support. Need I think that's there. really important because I, I find that I think a lot of people just, the word refugee alone on its own pulls people away and you've just touched on something that I don't think I probably would have thought of as well that people from those areas would have sort of either underlying um, issues already or things that have impacted them and hence why they've got disabilities but your disabilities is it something what's the range of disabilities to something really small to like what's the range of when we say disability what do we actually mean so there is there's two two sort of different definitions this definition which goes particularly for the NDIS and the funding, which really talks about permanent disability that impacts a person's life on a permanent basis. Um, but there's other disabilities that doesn't necessarily um, impact the person um, in general, but mm-hmm. it has some sort of an impact. It just doesn't affect the work life or the personal life, but it's mm. there. Um, and, and some of it is treatable in a way of like if someone has a... Um, a problem with the sight, they can wear glasses and that sort of fixes that up. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of disabilities are not um, the permanent long-term life impacting sort of mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. of disabilities. Yep. Um, so we work across the space, but we, we really work um, in a very broad range from a very mild um, disability, whether intellectual or physical, um, all the way to severe um, uh, support. We also support people that are on palliative care and, and, and that level as wow. well. So huge range oh there is look I mean for for years I worked in the um, private sector and I'm working in government at the moment but I remember I taken a few years off work when I had my second daughter and I was actually thinking I want to go back to work again so I was applying for jobs and you know I wanted to sort of have a job that's not too much into leadership because I've got two small children but I did finally have a lady ring me back from an aged care facility saying we've got lots of jobs I said okay great and she actually went through the selection like the actual job description that's why my hats are off to you because as soon as I saw the description, I'm like, yeah, that's going to be too much, too much heavy. Not because of the work, it's, it's physical, it's the emotional taxing. part of it. Mm. Having two small children at home, they're coming home being fully drained or at work being drained because I think you need to give 150% of what you do to your job. And as you just said, it's not a nine to five job. You're taking it home with and you. I so that's where I sort of turned it down. But it, it is it is a difficult space. But let me point something out. Um, there aren't many jobs out there mm. where if you've done a really good job and supported someone really well and and delivered something for them that you can go home and actually feel good about yourself wow it's very rewarding very very rewarding especially if you put your heart to it it is not a space of work where you go into it to make money because it's not it's be it's not that it's such a great point you raise so it's very it's heavy on the heart sometimes Mm -hmm. and and you do sometimes build some attachment with participants and Mm -hmm. and especially if you work in a space that someone could potentially um, go very unwell Um, some of the stories we hear are quite difficult but we build some resilience we have to help the person and if we are affected how can we help them so we need to make sure that we are also holding tight and and Mm. showing that leadership into you know emotional um, interference and helping people to work through their difficult times it's not easy when um, you have a you you have a disability but also for the families and carers a lot of families break because of that and a lot of pressure on the families that they have to deal with it so we try and help 
um, as Do you think that comes from the prejudices behind disability? I mean, I'm not sure where you guys are from, but I think, um, you know, most most cultures, I mean, have that thing about, oh, they're sick, they're not well, you know, and they're always it's ostracized. Taboo. It's taboo. And it's a taboo, exactly. And I think moving forward, especially in the country that we're living in, um, we've obviously a little bit more open-minded to these things. Still, I think people are still a little bit shunned people out. Do you find that that happens with families, I guess? It's a, it's a very um, good point. So so this is stigma around certain communities. So mm. um, my background is Egyptian. Okay. Um, and we, we definitely have that stigma out there. Yep. But that's still in here as well in Australia. Oh, for absolutely. people living in Australia with different backgrounds. Um, it's, it is an area where there's a bit of shame involved in some families. I've seen it happening. Um, and some community that don't really mm. think about it. I can't say they don't care because I'm sure they care. But sometimes you just don't think about it. If you haven't encountered someone with disability or you have someone in the family, you don't think much about it. Mm. But it does exist and it exists a lot. There is um, a massive amount of people that have a disability. So it's not, I think it's, it was one in five people have wow. a disability. Um, let alone mental health is involved in, in the psychosocial disability space. This is very heavy on some families. But I can I can tell you that we're still not there yet. I mean, there is um, a train station, and I won't mention um, mm-hmm. the name of it, but there is a train station that doesn't have a disability access. So people mm-hmm. with disability till today in Sydney, they have to um, go to another station to be able to access the train. Wow. So we still are living in that era. And, and I understand that sometimes there's financial implications to fit things in. But people are it's just part of the community. It's access. It's different. basic access. Yeah. Basic human human right. human rights That's of right. human needs that everyone has. And I'm pretty sure, you know, if it was, if uh, uh, there's always a saying, you know, if you bottom down, you're, you know, you're right down the bottom of the food chain, it sort of takes a bit longer for it to get to you. Um, I, I wanted to ask a question. I know you're working with Tender Loving Care now, but was that how did were you working for an organization first as within the aged care facility and then you thought i I want to start to do something myself and that's how you started it or was it already um no it it wasn't exactly like that so um, it's in the disability sector Mm -hmm. um, and i worked for a private organization right before tender loving care Mm -hmm. um and i was an accommodation services manager so it was about um, helping people transition out of hospitals move into accommodation services or people living with their um, family that they uh, be old and they can help them and, and be fragile mm-hmm. so they can step in and, and offer And you assist with their accommodation, what, what, how they should have their house set up Correct. and that kind of so thing. So that yep. was a space that I was very heavily involved in. We still do that at Tender Loving Care, uh, but we have a relevant manager that really managing that space. Um, Tender Loving Care came about... Um, as an organization that believes in, in supporting people's disability. That was the starting point. But uh, when I, I became the CEO, the first thing I spoke about is how can we do it differently? Mm. How can we help people in the, in the space that is not very common? And I can tell you a very success story. Um, I mean, employment services is huge. Mm. Um, and I always thought people's disability, the other don't get opportunities to work, mm. or if they work, they get paid very little. So we opened a section of Tender Loving Care, which um, we called it May Food, and it does import um, and deal with frozen vegetables, certain types of cheese, that kind of stuff. And we set it up in a way that we have 70% of employment are people with disability getting wow. paid award rate. Wow. So beautiful. Where's your applaud? Yeah. Where's your applaud? 
<laughs> no, you, that deserves an applaud. Yay, that's great. That's really good. It's, that is it's, incredible. Um, it's very um, unique in this space, and we're building it up um, more and more as we're speaking, mm-hmm. and wow. it's, it's going really well. You are leading so, it by example. Absolutely. Which is um, incredible. Let's just make sure that the those that above that can see are seeing and hearing these things, and they're trying yes. to then follow in your steps and hopefully implement some of the things that you're doing, thinking it's not, you know, no one's really going to notice, but actually being noticed. Well, we, we, we're putting it, we, we believe in what we're doing and I believe people with disability have a lot to offer mm-hmm. and uh, I think in, in the greater community we're not welcoming them the way mm-hmm. they deserve. Uh, I've seen brilliant outcomes and outputs from people with disability. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen in art, I've seen it in work, I mean our organisation we have a few people with disability um, running from administration to service delivery very heavily involved into even systems um, and they're brilliant and, and they've been with us some of them for about a couple of years now minimum mm-hmm. so they're very heavily involved and we took that um, journey and we will continue on that journey until we, we become market leaders in that space. Yeah. Isn't that great Bushra yes. that you've got people with disabilities and now you've taken them on board as employees and when people come to your organisation they're seeing people of all walks of life, all yeah. health yes. uh, you know, of across the spectrum and that's, I, I'm seriously, that's a great initiative and I'm so glad you've done it and you know I hope that a lot of other people listen and see these things and take those things on board I think. But I'm so impressed. So am I. Like I've, I've, we've got a Safa sitting right next to you, Mahmoud. Can you explain to us what made you work okay. with Tender Love and Care? All right, I'm uh, the employment uh, service manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the one now working for uh, Mayfoods, general manager for uh, Mayfoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Yeah, this is a. It was a nice idea from Yasser to start to employ uh, employment. Uh, people with disability to work with us as seventy so percent yeah. Absolutely. So we start now it's a new project and uh, how very, long has you, have you been implementing this project for? Uh, we start uh, around six months ago. Okay. And now we will uh, start in it I think maybe next month exactly. Mm. Have you found it difficult due to starting this beautiful project in amongst this COVID? Uh, see, uh, yeah, with COVID-19 is a little bit hard uh, yeah. because, you know, yeah, a lot of work yeah, uh, come from home. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, as you but your passion know. overrides it, doesn't it? You find a way yeah. to make it work, don't you? Yeah, we, we did. Which yeah. is a great thing. Bishra, why don't we break for a song? Because I've got a few more questions. Yes. But um, let's just um, break for a song and we'll be back. Um, you are listening to We Radio, everybody. It is 5.23 on the 20, what was it? First or second of September, I've lost count. Second of September. <laughs> of September. Um, and yeah, we'll be back with our guests from Tender Loving Care. Thank yes. you. Surprised me with another one. That was a great song before. Görmeseydim onu teşkil bir tezbile Üzülmezdim asla 
Zamansızlıktan hiç korkma Güzel şeyler gelsin aklına Sevgili bir sorsalar aşkı Multiple award-winning luxury European jewellery store has the best designs at reasonable prices. Come visit us at Shop 2 Station Road, Auburn, or visit our online store, kekilijewellery.com.au. Two Triple O's station sponsor. Sydney Foot Surgery is run by podiatric surgeons specialising in reconstructive foot and ankle surgery in Sydney. With over 20 years' experience, we are committed to delivering superior clinical outcomes and a positive patient experience through best available care and technology. To make an appointment with Dr. Hyde Dotto's call 9362 8838. 2 0 station sponsor. Have you been to Gozlem King lately? We started our journey 20 years ago and now have nine locations across New South Wales, being Liverpool, Bankstown, Rhodes, Hurstville, Macquarie, Darling Harbour, Top Ride, City Central and Blacktown. We not only make the best Gozlem in Sydney, we also offer homemade desserts, rice pudding, kazan dibi and our signature dessert, knefe. Franchising opportunities available. Email us on franchising at gozlemaking.com.au. We are back. You are listening to We Radio. Another great song from Bushtar. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, just before the break, we were talking to Mr. Yasazaki. He's the CEO of Tender Loving Care. Um, we also do want to mention that he's one of the sponsors of um, The Voice of Turkey, Turkin Sese Radioso. So thank you so much for your support till now. Um, it provides us a platform to be able to do the work that we do and um, a voice to those people who don't have a voice and a gateway for those people who would not know where to find the knowledge or the information that we provide. So once again, 
and thank you for myself and Bushra and for us from the on behalf of the Voice of Turkey and Turkish Media family, thank you. It's such an honor to have you here today. It, it is our pleasure, and, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to be able to pass such an important message to the to the community. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we continue on to talk about the work that you do and things, and I want to ask you about how you got involved with NDIS, but I do want to actually congratulate you for being a finalist for the Outstanding Business Person of the Year Award. Um, your experience in leadership, um, working with disabilities, services sector across multiple industries obviously have gained you the knowledge that you've got today um, congratulations Thank you. Thank how you did you me. feel um, it was actually a very good feeling it, it's very interesting I'll tell you this too. I didn't know um, so someone someone nominated someone you right? nominated me right? and I don't know who well, that's so good. <laughs> um, I walked in through um, the office in the morning and one of our staff members um, who has a disability um, has received um, a nomination as well and got um, a finalist. So he had the envelope opened and he goes to me, look, I got the envelope, I'm, I'm a finalist. And I said, for the Youth Award. And I'm like, that's really fantastic. He goes, I'm going to be stressing out what I'm going to do. Like, why did I get it? I said, look, someone nominated you. You should be happy with it and you should share it with everyone and be proud of it because that's a special thing. It's not, not everyone gets that, you mm. know. And he goes, ah, oh, well, you, by the way, you've got an envelope on your desk upstairs. Maybe it's the same thing. And I, oh, I didn't wow. know. So, so I, walked, I walked up to my office and I'm, I'm looking and, and here it is. Mm. Um, and I had the team coming and congratulating. But I want to say, like, it's great to have it. Mm -hmm. And it feels really good to someone out there that believes in, in the work that um, I'm doing. But it's all driven from tender, loving care. I mm -hmm. mean, the opportunity that I've had and the team that I have, um, are amazing. Without them, I wouldn't have delivered one. Can beat, I just so. mention here um, your demeanor and the way you present yourself? He's just so calm. He's very so humble, cool, calm, Thank collected, you. very humble, mm. very approachable, and easygoing. I just, I really have to commend you because I feel that what you've established in tender loving care it filters down from leadership. Thank so it, it, it's all about what you've embodied as a leader and you've really passed those values down to it your It resonates team. into, the, into the room, to the studio. Yes. You can feel it. So um, I think the message under that is do anything in life with passion mm. and with you know, with pride in what you've got. And you can see it with what you're doing. It's, it's great, isn't it? Yes, I'm it just, is. It's so good to... I mean, look. Do you do you have this now plastered on the in your office on the wall? It's on my desk. <laughs> or you're that humble say. that you don't? <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting on my desk at the moment. I mean, um, the team wanted to put it on Facebook and share it because they're proud of it. Tender of Loving Care as an organisation have received the finalist as well. Yep. So it's really um, so. The three of us have got a finance the organization myself and the other person mm -hmm. so it's really um it's it's a good thing but today i uh, we took our volunteers um, or i took our volunteers for um lunch as a thank you lunch and it was actually coincidence that it's today and i was asking about their feedback and what they've learned and the one thing they said is they felt that tlc is like a family and that was huge you know because we are the TLC family. We, 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 we don't work outside of that space. Mm -hmm. And our participants are part of this family. We look after them like family and we look after each other like family. Um, I feel responsible for delivering that and I feel responsible that to reflect that into the way we communicate with everyone, including everyone in this room, um, because that we believe in that. We look after each other and that's how we become stronger and more mm -hmm. powerful. 
Um, we have offices in Queensland and, and Melbourne as well. And, wow. and the teams there are as equally involving them. We meet with them regularly. I mean, the borders are closed now, but when it was open, I flew there regularly meeting the team because I don't want to lose that. You know, mm-hmm. um, we, we are a very family-style-run organization because that's where the care factor comes in. Um, even um, the financial side of things, we don't talk that with the staff. You know, we always talk about people. People are not dollars for us; they're humans. That's right. They're not and numbers. No, and we never treat them. Yeah, but you're not. You haven't got that proper CEO hat on you, Asa. That's not what CEOs <laughs> of big corporate, big places think about. It's the dollar that's ching. Yeah, but <laughs> um, look, I think it's the it's one of the drives and the reasons of our success, and what sets us apart from a lot of um, um, other people is that we are very focused on the outcomes for participants mm-hmm. and financials come second not mm. first we, we're doing well i can't i can't deny that we're in a good space but it's not the drive and it would never be the drive um as long as i'm the ceo of that organization and the culture and the organization i wish you come to the office and see what i'm talking about it's wow. just such a lots of love in in the organization i think you need that though because i mean just Based on what you do and the fact that it's so people-centered, yes. um, you're, you know you're serving the community. You need to do that with love and passion. Otherwise, you won't you won't be sustainable in the long run. Yes. So I can really feel that energy, and um, and it's great to see that we've got um, a lot of selfless um, people out there like yes. yourselves that really you know it's it's value. Mm. It's so much value that you're adding to the community and. You, we can feel that passion. Thank you very much. One of the things that we um, we work with, I mean, the disability sector is is um, female dominant sector, and sometimes um, it can get emotional. And so mm. we work very hard on that emotional regulation, where mm. we support our leaders. I mean, um, about sixty or seventy percent of our leaders in the organisations are females, and they deal with these issues day in day out, and. We, we run a lot of internal programs to just generate that, that resilience. Yeah. Yeah. So is there like workshops or are there uh, courses that you do send your your staff on just to ensure that they build that resilience before? Or yes. behavioral courses and things, right? Yeah, because yes. I mean, you can, like you mentioned earlier, it's you're dealing with people, you're dealing with emotions and it's so hard not to get caught up. Yes. But then there's moments where you really need to realize that you're involved and then take perhaps take a step back. Is there interventions or anything so, that you... So part of Tender Loving Care, um, we have the Allied Health mm-hmm. Professional Space and one of our clinicians is a mental health um, clinician mm-hmm. and we opened an unlimited access to him for mm-hmm. all staff if they feel they want to talk, debrief. Like a psychologist type thing. Yep. Um, he's an OT um, clinical. Mm-hmm. We do have a psychologist yep. as well. Uh, but his space is more into if someone is going through depression, upset, if, if mm. they face certain scenario where um, it really got to them. Because yeah, it'd be really hard some, to take that yeah, away, to, to, to switch off, wouldn't it? You'd be yeah. taking that home with you. And that's what we try not to do. Yeah. That's why we try to keep it at the professional mm. level so we can help. I mean, if the second you go into the emotional aspect and it, it takes control over you, mm. you can't help. We need you know. strong emotional regulation. <laughs> I think that's when you're dealing with people when you're dealing with um, young people regardless of older people as well Um, I I really want to I've got I'm itching to ask a question and um, and we did um, briefly touch on it in the um, ads so you mentioned that uh, most of your leaders or the leaders that you have in your in TLC is um, predominantly females 
So can you tell us a little bit about um, women in your workplace and how you foster, you know, equal opportunity for for women? So just to give you a hint on how much we believe in that, we believe in the skills. Mm -hmm. we, we don't look at the person being a female or a male. Same. If you're a skilled person, you're, you're in. You, <laughs> you know, just see no that. Oh, because that's what I always say. I always say the best person should get the job irrespective yeah. of their gender. And if that, you know, I work in a team of six females. It didn't happen by design. Yeah. It just happened that way. So I'm, it's great to see that, that you've got a CEO who's a, who's a gentleman who's also saying that I want the best person for the job. And if that means there's more females because of it, so be it. And we, I mean, my, my assistant is a female and she's fantastic. She's a person that I trust a lot and mm -hmm. she cares a lot. Um, our customer care manager is a female. Our business development manager is a female. Two of our compliance um, and quality and safeguards mm, personnel yeah. are females. Um, uh, our program coordinator is a female. So how do the, how do the gentlemen like feel? How do you feel working with an office <laughs> with more men? <laughs> with more females, sorry? Yeah, they always patient, yeah. Yeah, to be honest with you, work with females is fantastic. Yeah, you think so? You think so? I always say I'd rather work with guys. <laughs> not, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. it's a, it is down to the skills. I mean, yeah. everyone has something to offer, and we strongly believe in that. We don't mm. recruit people because they're females, and we don't recruit them because they're males. Mm. We recruit them because they're good at what they're doing, and I I believe it's that the my merit team that very stands good. out. That's it. That's and, incredible. And, and and let me tell you, we we sponsored an event called Women in Leadership recently um, and it was with the Chamber of Commerce and we had a lot of people involved and we had a panel up there and, and a couple of ministers it was very heavy and it was um, and we did it because we believed in that message to be passed that it, mm -hmm. women can deliver a lot of good leadership and because there's a lot of stigmas around that in certain communities but on the flip side as well um, I, I personally believe that females in our um, community are challenged with a, more challenges than males. I mean, a, a simple thing is I can stay back at work a couple of hours. <laughs> Females can't. They have to go back for the kids or they can go back for the husband. They have to, there's a lot of that happening. Even if the husbands are very helpful and all that, there's still the responsibility weighs on them quite a lot. So they have to work an extra step to, to mm -hmm. deliver similar. And that's where I, th I, I commend them and I support them 100% with that. Um, we have allowed for our females that are mothers to attend work half an hour later so they can attend to their kids' needs in the so morning, go them to school. So that's part of the steps. Um, our customer care personnel have requested, or one of the persons they have requested to leave half an hour early on a regular basis so they can pick up the kids from school. Mm. We allow for that because we understand. And then when we set the KPIs, we match the hours. We don't skip the KPIs. And that's part of the support. Mm. Let me tell you, she's a person that goes out of her way to help. It's a give and take and relationship, isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And you get it back. You, there's no question. You get it back. So um, females are good leaders, and I believe in them 100%. There's no question. Mm. So with the women in leadership that you sponsored that... Uh, <laughs> We're looking I at the same post know, on their web page. I'm just browsing. <laughs> I can um, see. Um, page. I can see the Honourable Bronnie Taylor from the MLC. Um, I can see some photos of the Premier is there as well. Um, working in New South Wales Parliament, it's nice to see them outside. So, do you work with other members of uh, members of the Parliament as we, well, doing yeah, things? Well, they, uh, we get a lot of support when we have events. We attend. Um, we we work very closely with them. Um, the Mayor of uh, Bankstown, Canterbury, mm. attended a few of our events. We have a program that we. When we did the opening and launched the opening we had 24-hour notice 
And we sent it out to the local members and they all attended. Beautiful. And it was amazing to see because it wasn't um, a pathway to employment actually and it was um, in partnership with um, a school called the Culinary School where we get people with disability in. Mm-hmm. They learn um, about cooking, course. isn't it? I think I've it heard that on cooking. some of the social wow. media Instagram posts. Yes. I've heard of the school. So that we had so two cool. of our participants finish the course and, okay. and secured employment part of that. That pathway. is that's so, so good. Rewarding. It's mm. just you feel it. Yeah, no, it's, I've got it's goosebumps. It's so amazing. good. It's. But if I showed you the the, the the excitement of the participant, one of the participants just wouldn't stop, keep calling. I want to get the job. I want to get the job. What did they have? If you don't mind me asking, what was so, their disability? So um, one of one of the persons had level two autism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, required support. So we had to train all the chefs um, that, okay. because it's provided by professional chefs. Sure. We also run a program for uh, the deaf society, so mm-hmm. the chefs are trained to do Auslan language and, and Makato. Wow. So they can, we can deliver that also um, to people. So that that's a lot of dedication from the chefs also having to learn mm-hmm. and to understand what 100%. autism is as well. Yeah. They could turn around and say, we, we don't want to do that. That's too much. Um, as, as I mentioned, we, we're so focused on to being innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to do things differently. There's the regular support that people can get everywhere, and that's, that's great. And we do it, and we will keep doing it, and others do it, and we all do it well. Then there are what sets us apart. And we do have a few programs that we run that sets us apart. We have mm-hmm. um, a health and well-being program that is a 12-month program, so it's quite a heavy program. It involves families, their well-being, their food, um, diets, ex- exercises, mental health mm-hmm. um, discussions. It's very um, heavy on the holistic approach for a person's life mm-hmm. in terms of health and well-being. We do the, the, the classical old school uh, arts classes mm-hmm. and music classes. It goes we do such that. a long way. I love the so fact long. that you're very, um, very, very intertwined and um, work very closely with people's families because families are also part of the person who's got a disability, their families, their entourage and along with them and you need to work with them and they need to work with you so that the person with the disability can sort of move on in, in society as little as with little less issues as possible. Am I right? Or? Yes, 100%. Well, one of the things that... Um, I want to highlight that personally I like to get very involved into meetings with families um, mm. so I book seems you're hands meetings. on you're, you're not like the CEO that's what I'm saying like you haven't got the CEO hat <laughs> well, no. otherwise I think the position description has changed and we weren't told about it <laughs> no, we didn't get that Mimo <laughs> I, I wear different hats I must say but, um, but I, I do all my enjoyment is when I support people with disability I mean I get involved in the programs and I attend them. I support people with disability by choice. I go to the dark service and say, can you please put me in one of the shifts I want to wow. be involved. I do that. That I is attend, so rare. At that I level. do the intake meetings um, every now and again. Well, you could have just delegated there. to somebody else That's if you really right. wanted to, well, right? We, we, have, we have almost over 400 staff. That was my um, next our question. Custom, our mm. customer care um, team across the states, um, we've got over... Uh, including support coordination about maybe 20. Mm. So when you said 400 staff, yes, I'm sorry, I've just cut you off. Is that just in Sydney or is that with the three, with Melbourne the three and Brisbane? States. With the three states, states. So all together. So Sydney on its own, we have um, close to 200 staff. Wow. Um, and in, including head office as well. Right. Um, but the idea is that we we get involved. I mean, the mm. culinary school, a simple example, mm. um, which we work very heavily with. When we did our staff development team bonding day, we did it there. And my point was, let's do what the participants do. Mm. Let's see. But I brought it in from an angle of it's a team bonding activity, which we developed it that wow. way. It was a fantastic day, very successful. It only happened two weeks ago. But I made it 
relevant to something that participants do so we don't detach mm. mm-hmm. right? so then everyone in the organization understands what the participants go through the challenges the wow. good things and the risks because it's, it's a empath- risk management point activity view, right? that's I right that. you know you mentioned that there are some volunteers that um, help out if you were wanting to become a volunteer and assist or help out with tender loving care what's the process that you need to go through and is there a particular prerequisites that you look for Yes, so, for accepting or declining. So um, we, we, we make it very simple, but yes, we do have criteria that we have to meet. So basically, um, emailing us and saying, I would like to volunteer. Mm-hmm. That's very welcomed. Um, then we, we have to have police check and working children check sure. um, from yep. volunteers. They don't have to pay for it. If there's any cost, we cover that cost. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make sure for safety for, for sure. you know, vulnerable of people course. that we support. Um, and then we, we see their skills and what they would like to do and we start um, sort of ar- arranging a meeting with the meet- with the manager relevant to that mm-hmm. department. Then they sit down and, and sort of design uh, what it would look like. Because with volunteers, it's very tricky. They have to get something from it. And the, the rewarding side is that they learn a skill mm. or they, um, they get an emotional involvement into supporting the community. A lot of people come just, I want to help. How can we help? Mm-hmm. Um, and they help us a lot. I mean, volunteers is where we do our job well. They, the ones that help us to do it perfect. Yeah. So it's that next layer, mm-hmm. you know. And without them, um, we we would be in a different place. So I'm very appreciative um, to them today. Today we took him out for lunch as a, uh, a token of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the feedback that I received from them today was just amazing. I really enjoyed it. And I only made it between myself and them, so I didn't want. Um, to have the managers in the middle and nothing against the managers but I want them to be able to feel they can talk to me because volunteers sometimes they shake into I'm going to talk to the CEO I'm like my door is open I've got an open door policy wow. but to break that barrier I wanted to take him in a very comfortable environment mm. while we're sitting down having mm. a meet and then tell me more and they all opened up I mean, we had an hour and a half talk and it was planned for an hour so we went all over wow. but I really enjoyed it well, congratulations for that. I appreciate it. Any of our listeners, if you do want to volunteer, um, not just for Tender Loving Care, but for anywhere, but more so for Tender Loving Care, you can go onto their webpage. Yes. Um, it is Tender Loving Care, but it's TLC underscore disability underscore services. Um, I really love the logo. Can you explain the um, the image and where the logos come from? So we, we have a motto of we're hand in hand with mm. you on your NDI's journey. Mm. And, so and hands it came, are, right? so that's where the hands come from. The heart. I, thought, I first comes thought they were the waves, and I was like, "Water." I, no. d- I didn't get it, but wow, the okay. Two hands, and the 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 picture in the middle is the person with disability mm. on a wheelchair. And what this passes is the heart is where the love and the care comes from, and um, and the hands is where we hand hand in hand with with people on the journey. So mm. we we don't just stop at a point of time and that can involve funding if someone doesn't have funding and they want to access the ndis we help them totally free Mm -hmm. of charge if they want to have a consultation they're receiving services they're happy with it they Mm -hmm. just want to make sure we meet them for free it's fine come in care advice go Mm -hmm. home you don't have to engage there's no obligation whatsoever and it's a drive that we always tell people ask for advice it doesn't cost anything come and talk to us we'll have a professional giving you the time you need and we will never request you to come and join our services. It's totally up to the person. And and that's that's what the logo um, It's a beautiful logo. I really love it. Um, yes, so can I ask a question? Because we've been talking a lot about NDIS, NDIS. Um, it, do you want to just tell us exactly what, it's, what it stands for first, Bushta? Sure, it's the National Disability Insurance Scheme. And I believe okay. it's relatively... It's new. new. 
originally rolled out in the trial size around 2013. Mm-hmm. The first um, rollout, uh, it, it happened in stages. The first rollout after the trials uh, was in 2016. Mm-hmm. Then all Sydney and, and Adelaide um, or South Australia was um, uh, covered in 2017. Then it went national. Uh, Western Australia is the last state to join, mm-hmm. um, which is now the, the joining, but the rest of the country is now NDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to the NDIS, we had what we called the block funding or the state government funding, which mm-hmm. was funded through ADAC. Um, and it was a very different concept. The NDIS came in with more empowerment for people with disabilities. So they put the person with disability in the center. They have full control, full choice on the services, who delivers it, how they deliver it, and how they manage the funding. Mm-hmm. So it's very different principles from the previous um, one. Um, I support the NDIS. I feel that it did open up um, a lot of doors for people and gave them a lot of opportunities, improved a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there aren't some hiccups here and there, yeah. but it's with, it, with anything you get that. But overall, I've seen a lot of people that um, had, had improved services. Well, that's great. How did your association with NDIS... So how does NDIS work? Does the... Do you approach them? Do they approach you? You become part of the scheme? Do you have to get accredited? And how, how does that part of it work? Um, from an organization point of view, you mean? Yeah. So we have to go through um, an auditing process. There's yep. two types of that. There's verification and certification. Verification if you're doing a lower risk kind of services, like mm-hmm. the cleaning services, low mowing um, and the likes. Um, and then there is the most uh, or the more um, risky areas like in-home support, personal care, community participation, accommodation services, that space, um, and some allied health. Um, in that space, you have to get the certification, which is a full audit where um, auditors will come in, go through policies, procedures, practice, best practices, um, and, and they focus on certain areas that are quite important. Mm-hmm. And once we meet that, we get certified to provide the, the service. Wow. That is, I'm just, I'm lost for words. I'm really inspired today. Um, I feel, I feel like you guys, it's just, there's just so much. You've really embodied what you do, and um, and you're living and breathing all of that, and and it's just very evident in what you're saying today, and and how you really carry yourself, which is which is great to see. Um, I, I really want to know, moving forward, what your vision is um, for TLC, where you see um, your organisation moving forward and how, how, you know, what other projects you'd like to, if, of course, if you don't mind us no, um, delving into that space. Um, TLC is a very open communication based organisation. We have nothing to hide. So you're very transparent. Uh, very, very transparent. And we love and that. You, if, yes, you look, if you go to our Facebook page, you will see everything about us and what we do and the team and everything like that. We, we're very open mm. because we work in the space where there's a lot of fear and a lot of publicity around certain things and people worry, um, especially if they have a disability. It's, it's enough to deal with, you know. So we, the last thing we want them to have is a worry from, from the way we do things. So it's very open. Um, so our future plans, we, we've got something that I'll... Um, I'm very proud of. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a project that we're working on um, so TLC is going to be one of the first organizations that is going international. Oh, We've wow. been approached by um, an international um, country. Congratulations. Wow, where's the applause? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. so, I, I, I've been, you know, I've been <laughs> applauding so much. That's great. That's excellent. They approached you, right? They approached us. Um, this is beyond applauding. That's, that's great. There's another organization <laughs> in the UK that 
um, have approached us that they want us to look into the standards, standards and the quality of service delivery um, in there. They want to match it. They want to probably co- copy it. So they, they want us to give them advice. Okay. Wow. We're happy to do that. Uh, if it delivers the message we want to deliver, we'll always do it. That's great. Um, in terms of nationally, we um, are in the space of um, Queensland where we are about to open accommodation services as of this month. Mm-hmm. We have 12 houses coming on board to cater for people's disability wow. in Queensland. We have um, about 10 houses in Sydney that we just recently um getting three of them ready to open for people's disability mm-hmm. um, as we're speaking. Uh, we also have the employment side of things which we're heavily going involved um, with different um, contracts and things like that and it's going really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also um, opening um, a branch in the Liverpool area in Lansfield. Um, it's which great to see the expansion. Well, we're expanding very steady but very educated. Um, it, it is so important that we, when we deliver a service, we don't reflect to people that it's about dictating one service over the other. So we, ha- we collaborate with other organizations. We work with others. We have no problems with that. If a participant comes in and chooses one service and not the other, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people have been having a therapist for a long time. They don't want to change, but they want another therapist from Tender Love and Care. We welcome all that because, again, it's about the person. It is not about TLC or others. Can I actually, just on that um, note, I'm curious because I know a lot of um, disability organisations don't like to have a therapist over a particular period of time with working with a family because it creates that attachment. I know that, I know that because a family member of mine was yes. working in um, that space and, um, and she mentioned to me that six weeks per family because um, you don't want the family to be um, reliant upon you. You want them to obviously be able to function um, in a healthy fashion because creating that dependence Mm. isn't, isn't, healthy correct so, so there are there are two schools of thought in mm. that i must say okay um and i can't say that i support one or the other because they both make absolute sense okay so if we talk about people with autism for example consistency is the key to improvement mm-hmm. yeah. if you keep changing therapists the person mm-hmm. has to go through the same journey of stress and upset until they get used to that person and then by right. the time they get used to them they say six weeks right. then this change again That's and again, again so you never mm-hmm. move forward with that okay because it's it's tricky. They, by the time they get used to someone to respond to them, they're already over and they have to go to someone else. Mm-hmm. So that's a school of thought. The other school of thought is exactly what you said, that sometimes you build attachment. And I can, I can, I can, I've seen that. I mean, people with disability um, get attached to support workers, to therapists. And then after a year, two years, ten years, the person moves on with their career or moves to another job. or And that happens. Mm-hmm. And then the person with disability, a lot of the times they feel let down Mm. and they find it hard to build trust because every time I trust someone, they they walk away. They also leave and they're not allowed to contact back. They don't usually visit back very rare when you find that happening and they feel that abandoned, don't they? Very much. Wow. So it is, it is that, it is sad. And it's one of the hardest things you can manage, to mm. be honest, because people, in terms of staff, they're allowed to move on and they're allowed to build careers. And sometimes you have ladies that um, gave birth and they sit look after the kids or That's they had right. to travel overseas. There's a lot of reasons why people walk away. But if you keep changing on people's disability as well, mm. 
it's pretty much the same thing, just faster effect. By the time they build trust, you walk away. By the time they build trust, you walk away. And then they will struggle to trust. So there are two schools of thought. I believe in both. It's very hard. But the way we approach our therapy, we did a, what we call is a, a multidisciplinary key worker style model where everyone talks to each other and, and work around the same participant. That's one of the models, if someone chose that model. Um, and that means that even if one therapist left, the rest are quite familiar faces. And when a person is replaced and comes in, they sort of carry on the work. They don't repeat. Because mm, right. a lot of therapists like to do their own assessments, which is rightly mm. so. But if they are part of a multidisciplinary team, similar to the hospital-style approach, then they carry on from the previous you case notes. have more notes of a warm transfer. Correct. And we have the social worker that actually manages that. So they have all the mm. information that is needed for the new therapist. That reduces the anxiety and helps to connect with the goals. Um, and the person, um, even if it's a new person comes in, it, it's comfortable that you walk in and you know what you're talking about. Mm. So not repeating everything. That's right. So we try and mitigate. I can't say there is um, a clear, straight answer to mm. this because I believe in both thoughts, to be honest. Okay. But we thought we delivered something in the middle yeah. um, and we work with the families. And if the person has a preference to have six weeks changing therapy, they will do that. We cater for that. So it's if just they, a case-by-case case situation. It is very – when you work with people, um, everything is unpredictable and everything mm. is different. No one, There's no two people the same. Mm. And, and we, we learned that the hard way. <laughs> Um, but we, we deliver based on that person-centered approach, it's called. So it's the person in the center and everyone else evolves around their needs and wants and goals. Um, look, we've only got two minutes to go. I can't believe no, that the house gone. Just one how. quick, really quick question. Um, your staff and the carers that you look after, it's all multicultural, right? You don't have anybody is welcome? No, we're very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no um, preference. We don't recruit people based on race, religion mm. or backgrounds um, or beliefs um, because it, it goes hand in hand with the participants. If you have this principle, you will discriminate against participants that have the same belief. So absolutely not. Um, we welcome everyone. Um, well, that's sorry. great to hear. Um, um, again, look, um, it's two minutes to six. I can't believe where the time's going. Look, well, I'd like to, on behalf of myself, thank you guys for both coming in here today and sharing a bit on, on light on on the fact of what disability services is and the amount of work that you guys do. I'm pretty sure there's so much more you guys can talk to us about, but we've run out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's opened my eyes. I'm going to be a bit, little bit more um, open-minded to certain things and probably not prejudge. As we, as humans, we all do that. Um, and to be a bit more um, giving, I think. That's what I've taken out from this. But, look, thank you so much for coming and sharing us your insights and your experiences. Um, and we do welcome you any other time. You guys have got any initiatives. If you, are, if you, if you can't to. come but you want us to raise it and make it known on our, here on our platform, um, it does get reached to quite a lot of people. We're more than happy to do that too. Yes, We are more than happy to be involved. Um, if you ever wanted us to come and talk or even if you want open lines for people to ask questions relevant to... Oh, great. Them, Absolutely. Incredible. I'm more than happy to answer That's great. Um, and, and help.